Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Throughout the South, vast numbers of African-American grave sites and burial grounds for enslaved persons have been lost or are disappearing through neglect and nature, reclaiming the solemn tombstones and markers. Recently, there has been a rise in the restoration and preservation of these forgotten sites by those who have a personal connection with the deceased or an appreciation of the historical significance. But there's so much work to be done here in order to preserve this part of America's history. The documentary Unmarked not only explores the untold stories of the past, but also efforts underway to preserve them. The film again is called Unmarked, and we're joined today by the co-directors, and that would be Chris Haley and Brad Bennett. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Sir. Thank you, Mike, very much. I'm, I'll start with the archivalist here, and uh, Chris, uh, Chris Haley. What inspired this documentary? What was the thing that got this going? Well, that would be Brad Bennett. Well, <laughs> oh, I should have asked. I knew I should have asked. <laughs> he brought me on to the, to the project as an archival expert because I, I had a background in African-American history. And, and also we met during a film festival, which is really best for him to say that. But, but, but I, I think he did research, just as I would tell anybody who's doing a, if you're applying for a job, uh, if somebody's applying for a job where I work at the Maryland State Archives, what? I look for and what the person who's the uh, who's my supervisor looks for is has the person researched the the facility that they're going to. So and I never even thought so much that a filmmaker would do the same thing, which is silly, because from my acting background, it's always about research the play, research the movie, research the TV show that you're you're looking at, research the producers, if at all possible. But I wasn't really aware or thinking that a film a filmmaker would research the people behind a film festival, a difference is just researching the film festival. And we had been around, I don't know, at the point that, that Brad submitted his film, which won our best uh, film award uh, that year too, forgive, don't forget. I think we had been around 13, 14 years. So we had been around a while. So we had some, um, some type of, uh, I guess, track record, so to speak, for a small festival. But the fact that he had researched my background surprised me and, and uh, certainly helped me feel more open to what he was talking about. And of course, the topic and the subject and matter itself just put me all the way in there. All right. Well, Brad, talk about sort of what sparked your initial desire to do this. Well, I've always had a love for, for history and um, just growing up in the South, um, there have been just you know, such or at least the area in which that we live, it's very history rich. And I've always had an interest in African American history, history, American history in general, but specifically African American history. And so there was a lot of gray sites in or cemeteries in our uh, just in the city in which I live. But I actually heard of a cemetery uh, not too far from the area I lived in Richmond, Virginia. And I heard a piece on the radio about a African-American cemetery that's historically segregated that was just diminishing as far as people being able to, to go out and visit their loved ones that were buried there. This particular cemetery, if you were to walk around the grounds of it, it doesn't look like a typical cemetery in that you know, it looks like you're in a forest of sorts or just overgrown areas that just doesn't look like 
a typical scenario for uh, just having a special place for where folks are buried. And so I, once I heard the story about people in the African-American community in Richmond, Virginia, not being able to, to visit uh, their loved ones at this particular cemetery, that just really sparked my interest. And so I went and met with uh, volunteers and uh, descendants um, there and started um, early on connecting with them. Started filming very early on, but then later was able to connect with Chris to kind of help tell the rest of the story. There's been some scholarship on this, it sounds like, from what I heard in the, in the film Unmarked, your film. But it sounds like a, there's a lot more scholarship to be done. Uh, Chris, is, is, is that happening? Is, are, we, are we finding new cemeteries and these kinds of places? I mean, as, as we, certainly as we speak, it's a, it's a great question. And it's one that I was not even that much aware of myself to the degree that, that it is, which is to say, I think there's one or two national organizations that are trying to collect or, or, or mesh together the different entities who are, who are looking for these sites. I mean, to some degree, one could even say that, and this is just me reaching, is saying that find a grave, for, for, which is something that's really so focused on genealogical searching, is, is something that was a precursor to the fact that people are looking for more than just noting the gravestones that are out there and then putting it online. And then somebody like myself or Brad or you could look and say, oh, that's my great great grandmother and there's a gravestone somewhere. And then, it, and then it, there's a picture and then it shows where it is. And so you could go visit it. But as far as what we're talking about, which is where there's so many places like Brad described where you would not know that there's a, a cemetery there at all unless you probably, for whatever reason, decided to walk through it and then bumped into a stone or something of that sort because you wouldn't see it. Or you come up against a, uh, a shrubbery or branch that's sticking outside of the ground and then you'd find a broken stone near there and you think, oh my gosh, what, what is this about? It's, this isn't a rock, so what is it? And then you see another broken stone and you think, oh my God, this must be a, a cemetery. And then you start thinking in terms of, for, for those who've done this, any kind of research as far as enslaved persons, is that generally speaking, they weren't given the resources or did not have the resources to create, build, uh, even put together all their, their thoughts and their hearts and their goals to create their own site or their own area. So they had to have landmarks. And so the landmark might be this tree the, the big oak tree over to the side by the, by the other farm where they know it's going to be there for years and years and years. And so through oral history, they could pass along that is that your great, great grandmother, uh, Papa Joe is over there. He's buried among the trees. He's buried among the fields. And so you just know that and you don't know where he's buried there, but you know, he's by that tree. You, you could sort of get a sense of the, the emotion and spirituality that, that would be around around those spaces. And so throughout the country, wherever there was slavery, it's, it's just, I hate to use the word assume, but it's, it's readily acceptable that there'd be many graves out there that we have no idea exactly where they are, but we know that they are. And so volunteers who are out there, such as we try to cover in our, in our movie, are trying to find these, these, per, these places so that then we can discover the names of the people and communicate that with the descendants who are here today. For slaves, were there, it sounds like from what you said, Brad, there were separate 
grave sites for, for slaves. But did the municipalities, did the people in the city governments, did they did they track where they were? Is that of any help in finding finding uh, these grave sites? Were there records kept? I I, it, I have the sense that maybe not of beyond just, you know, they were buried and that was that was the end of it. Well, a lot of it, as Chris notated, comes from family oral history. Right. Um, if you're referring to the specific um, cemetery in Richmond, a lot of those people right. buried there were not enslaved themselves, but their parents lived through slavery. But so like just one generation passed. I, I think that's important to know. It's a segregated cemetery, but gotcha. um, most folks there were, were actually enslaved. That was what I was um, trying to, that was the question. Sure, I, sure, sure. Did, no, no, you're, okay. but I'm glad you, you, you answered my question that I didn't For ask sure. very well, which was, no, I was trying to, yeah, determine there, was there a demarcation yeah. of people? It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard okay. to know like those specific years and, and when, when events happen. So yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully that helped. Well, there's one particular cemetery, uh, the Belvoir. What's the importance of that, Chris? Well, that that's that's more of a it's a it's a farm. I know if we go back and forth between are we saying farm or saying plantation? It was originally called Scott's Plantation, uh, but since then it's called Belvoir. And so, so a family of of note lived there. And so all these these the expansive grounds. There's an area where the, the local archaeologist, and so the chief archaeologist, who is Julie Shablitsky, who's in our movie, was able to identify with her team where the foundation of the slave home was, where the enslaved people actually lived. And so within that, she did more research, and she was able to take Brad and I, as you see through the film, to where they found an area where they where it, there's evidence of people being being buried. The belief is that that's where the people who were who were enslaved, who lived there, even if even after slavery, if they were just tenant farmers or, or just persons who just stayed in the area, that's where they would have been buried. And that's where there's a lot of broken stones. And that's where, well, as you see again in the film, where there are people who are, who we don't have their name specifically, but we know that, that many are there. And so Nancy Daniels, who also is in our movie, is a descendant of some of the persons who actually walked the fields, walked those grounds, and probably know exactly who is buried at the in that area, which is in Anne Arundel County, Maryland? Very close, quite frankly, to to a large street where there's a the Annapolis Mall and there's a a sports bar across the street, a golf course, a fairground. So it's really amazing when you think about in a certain area there's history, and then on the other side there's commercialism. Yeah. Not to say that shouldn't yeah. happen, but within one aspect you don't expect the other to be side by side yeah it's so true because i mean you're you're seeing more and more of this every every year that passes um it's a reminder of history and i think it's specifically when when they go to expand certain areas or or more go to further commercialize certain areas they'll stumble upon a burial site and end up doing some ground penetrating radar to find that there are bodies buried there and in the few instances that I can think of, at least in Virginia, Northern Virginia, they actually stumbled upon areas that were proven through oral history that they were enslaved burial sites. Yeah. So, yeah, you see more of this. This stuff just takes my breath away. I, I, I got to say, I just and I'm trying to. First of all, let me reintroduce you to our audience. Uh, we're, we're talking with the co-directors of the film Unmarked, and that would be Chris Haley, as well as Brad 
Bennett. And I don't know that it makes a whole lot of difference in, in the end, but whether or not it's just blind racism and disposing of people in, in ways that are so incredibly disrespectful, or it's just neglect or what whatever it is, it's hard not to see a, a system of abuse here that, that just no matter what it is, it's, it's so abusive and um, it's, it's hard to, it's just hard to wrap my, my head around why even in death, these, you know, these people are treated this way. Um, it's incredible. And, and I was just thinking, I, I wonder about in some ways, and maybe it's not a moral equivalent, but Indian burial grounds, mm. right? I mean, it's this, this same, I don't, I, I don't know even if I have a question here. I'm just sort of rambling because it just, it, it just boggles my mind to think that this is, was ever acceptable, is acceptable, was ever something that people consider to be, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how to put this. Chris, you're, you're anything to I, help me out here. I, I just. <laughs> well, there, 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 there is no help for you, Mike. Not in this situation. I mean, there's, 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 the, the only help there is, is to try to do what we're trying to do is, is talk about it, is to let people know that, that, that this is a, a, a a remnant, it is a, a legacy of enslavement, a legacy of inequality, of injustice that was meted upon one group of, of persons by another group of persons. And and that th that it exists, that we acknowledge that it exists. So what do we do about it? Yeah. I mean, we, we can just, we can, we can feel bad about it and we can feel uh, shocked by it and we can feel morally repulsed by it. But then what do we do to make it better? What, what do we do to address the wrong that was done? And so what many are doing, and I was, I was like a lie for the play, probably, I mean, for the movie, is, is that you pick up a shovel, you pick up a bag, and you find these places yeah. and, you, and you clean them up. And you try to give people the dignity and, and death that they did not have in life. And you spread the word that this is something that any of us can do. It doesn't have to be government mandated that you can go to any cemetery and and clean it up i mean that's I mean, that's just the reality it, it it may be more i guess empowering if you found find other people to do it with you but certainly there's nothing that i know of that would preclude anyone being able to take this upon themselves if they see a, a site uh, a fenced in area where there happens to be a stone and there's a lot of shrubbery and things of that sort. If you can, without someone saying you're trespassing or whatever, go in there and pull those, those shrubs out and, and just clean it up. And, and just, because you'd, you'd want the same thing to be done for yourself. I guess that's really yeah. what it comes yeah. down to. Well, uh, Chris Haley, you are the director of, for the study of the legacy of slavery for the state of Maryland. Is there a repository, uh, a, a place where people could go to say, I think I found a location here in my own town. I'd like someone to help me either verify that I'm, you know, that this could be, or I'd look to like to let them know that this could be a site. Is there a place for people to go to do that? Well, I'm in where we are, the quote unquote, the official place to go where something could be done about it would be in the Maryland Historic Trust. I think that's right. It's a place for which Julie Shabisky works because that they would have the authority to actually survey the site and test the ground and within their their methodology 
they could identify and confirm whether this is a cemetery or not. And then within that, then it becomes within their quote unquote power or within their, their duties that they could put restrictions against development being put over those sites. So uh, in, every, in every state, I believe there, there has to be an equivalent or there should be an equivalent to that where the state government, perhaps even the local county government would have the, the responsibility and the wherewithal to actually explore and research whether an actual cemetery exists. Mm-hmm. Now that isn't to say it's always going to work because there have been, I was personally involved with an effort years ago in a, for a, a plantation site in, in Prince George's County where I truly believed with others that there were people buried there and there was a history there, but it still was bulldozed over. And now there's a, a mall there and there is a plaque to symbolize what used to be there, but that's it. The film is called Unmarked, and you can go to the website unmarkedfilm.com to find out more about it. It is available on Apple TV, iTunes, Amazon, and more. You can check out where else you can see it or purchase it at the site unmarkedfilm.com and find out exactly what you'd want to know. And also, it's available as a DVD premiere. It also, all of these things are now available to you. You can buy the DVD of it. What's the reaction been? I, I know it's been getting some very good press, the film is, which is really, I'm sure, what you were hoping for is to draw some attention to this. Articles in The Guardian, Washington Post, some really high-profile articles. So what's it? What's the reaction been? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been great. We, we never really expected to get any sort of national press that way. So Chris and I are, are super thankful that, <clears throat> about that. Feedback's been positive so far. I mean, it, the biggest thing is just getting the word out, just kind of reminding people that, you know, these, these histories matter. It's not a popular subject by any means. I say people or outlets, you know, it's a, it's a decision for them if they even want to take on this subject matter. But I think it's important to get out and that, People know that these histories really matter in our country. But yeah, it's been great. I mean, we've we've had people reach out from other states sharing that they've watched the film and that they've wanted to give back to their local community and, you know, search. And I think another person said specifically that they found a um, MR burial grounds and they were contacting their local municipalities to try to see what they can do to take care of their sites there and in their personal town so yeah it's been neat it's been it's been really positive i want to thank both uh chris haley and brad bennett the film is called unmarked and it is available you can go to unmarkedfilm.com available on apple tv itunes amazon and more it says right there on the website and there's a trailer and there's a way to donate help out you can there's a lot of things you can do to to continue the work and because that's this is what this is about it's recognition acknowledgement and then where do we go from here acknowledgement is is incredibly important and and from there we can accomplish a lot thank thank you both uh chris haley and brad bennett for spending a little time with us here on film school radio thank you mike appreciate it and thank you very much mike anybody who watches it if you really like it write a review I'm sure it'll be other other occasions. So continue to good work. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right. it. Take care. Mike. 
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.